Okay, so this is going to be very, very challenging. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Book Review Show. Yeah, my very first episode. I'm going to review this book, and it's called Name Above All Names in this episode. Now, this is a book that's been sent to me by a friend at Greenhouse Publishing. It's right here in Malaysia. And they're selling this book uh, in time for Christmas, and they asked me to kindly review or promote this book, which I'm happy to do. But there's no um, exchange of money, it's not sponsored in any way. Uh, but because I'm a big fan of the ministry and also a big fan of this book, uh, I thought um, I'll do a video on it. Yeah, but the challenge is well, how do you do this? <laughs> how do you make it interesting? Or how do you even review a book without necessarily reading it out on the video? I can't. I don't think I can even show you the pages, right, for copyright reason, reasons. So, I guess what I'm going to try to do is to record my reactions, reactions reading this book, and for the first time, I haven't read, read through the whole thing yet. But I think what I'll try to do is skim through the first chapter and give you my impressions and my real-time reactions as I read this book. Yeah. Okay, with that being said, uh, let's just start by describing this book. Yeah, not very formidable. It's like 100-something pages or so. Yeah, 180-something pages. A light read. And it's about Jesus. You know, the different names of Jesus, uh, the different titles and roles of Jesus from the Bible. And what a wonderful way to reflect on Jesus this coming Christmas than to read a book like this. And it's written by two authors, uh, this guy named Alistair Begg and Sinclair Ferguson to Amogais. And Alistair Begg is probably famous for his uh, YouTube channel, his podcast called Truth For Life. And actually, I would encourage you to check that out because it's actually really, really very good. I listen to it very regularly. It's actually clips of his sermons, but... Um, they are very funny, very, very clear, and very, very biblical. And I think if you listen to those, you get a very good picture as to what this book is about. Yeah. Uh, again, there are two Amal guys, and I think they're Scottish. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I find interesting, you know, listen to a sermon in a Scottish accent. Uh, but again, it's very, very clear, so I do commend that. Uh, okay, so let's start looking at the book. Um, I think it should be okay showing you the contents page, right? Um, yeah, so this is what you're going to get. You know, you get um, seven chapters of Jesus in his various roles or various names. So chapter one, you know, Jesus is the seed of the woman. Chapter two, Jesus is the true prophet. Chapter three, Jesus is the great high priest and so on and so forth. Essentially, these are themes of all the different hats that Jesus has in the Bible. And so it's uh, giving us summaries of what the Bible says about who Jesus is and what he does. And it helps us to appreciate the fullness of all the blessings and all the goodness that Jesus has done for us, especially on the cross. So again, um, it helps us to see Jesus clearly, I think I would say that, and from uh, the lens of the Bible, from Scripture. And I think we're going to see that. I think we'll see that as I look at the first chapter, which is Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman. Okay, what's that about? Okay, so just skimming over the preface, chapter one. Okay, mm -hmm. um, okay. so I'm just skimming through the book uh, without showing you the pages. And uh, what I'm noticing are very short paragraphs 
and lots and lots of headings. Yeah, okay, all right. So this is very helpful because essentially every page has a heading. And so what I might do is just maybe go through the headings. Again, I hope it's okay to read that out and maybe give you a summary of it as I look at just a few sentences from them. Okay, all right. So Jesus Christ, seed of the woman. Uh, there's this introduction talking about Jesus having this name above all names. And it says how we need to recapture Christ-centeredness in our busy lives. And he says, you know, sometimes we don't dwell on Jesus. We are too distracted by technology, by YouTube videos. But really to recapture a vision of Jesus, we need to think about him. We need to slow down. And I guess we need to read books like this that help us to see Jesus and think about him deeply and richly. And that's really quite a helpful point, right? And I wonder during Christmas, you know, in the midst of all the parties and all the fun stuff, which is great, you know, why not take time to think about Jesus and read a book like this to help you do that? Um, the first heading says, In the Garden. And that's not surprising because it's um, talking about Jesus Christ as the seed of the woman. And I think here it talks about, yes, Adam and Eve. Eve is the woman. And the seed is talking about the first woman's son. So just skimming through, it talks about how God warns the man and woman not to sin, but they sin. And they're tricked by Satan in order to sin. Uh, but in the end, at the end of this section, I see that God promises that in order to solve this problem of sin, the woman is going to have a son. And so hence, this woman's seed, this woman's son, is going to be the solution to sin. Yeah, and it says here, this is a quote from Genesis, so I think I can read it out. It's from the Bible. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her offspring. And it's talking about how Satan will fight against the woman's seed against Jesus. And Satan shall, um, he shall bruise Satan's head, but you shall bruise his heel. So I think it's pointing forward to how Jesus will destroy Satan, but Jesus himself will be hit by Satan. Yeah. Second chapter, uh, the Emmaus Road Reading. And this is um, from my recollection, you know, Jesus meeting um, the two people on the journey. They're going to this place called Emmaus. And yes, here it says that Jesus kind of like helps them to see Jesus, but from scripture, from the word. He kind of like opens up their eyes to see him, but to see him through the Bible. And I think it says here that's the function of any Bible study. And getting the impression that this is a book that helps us to read the Bible and he does that by giving us summaries of the Bible. So I guess if you're new to the Bible and you're one of those people, you know, coming to the end of year, coming to New Year, I want to read through the Bible, this might be one of those books that helps you to get, hey, a very quick, big picture about what are the big themes in the Bible. So this might be helpful if you're one of those people who wants to read through the Bible. Uh, but here, I think it helps us to see that, um, yes, yes, so it's how we need to see how you know, that promise in Genesis is actually pointing to Jesus. You know, how do you get to that? Because it's quite, you know, one end of the Bible in Genesis and this is another end of the Bible in the New Testament. And it's actually Jesus. Jesus opens our eyes in order to see that. 
and uh, yes, the way to see that as well is um, I think he helps them to see that the Son of Man must suffer. And so to see him as well in terms of his suffering. Okay, so that's the second section. And then the third section has this very fancy word. It's called the Protevangelium. The pro- I, think it's, I think it's Latin. The first gospel. The Protevangelium. And it goes back to Genesis to talk about how God gives the first gospel. And so you find the gospel even in Genesis where God again promises there's going to be this war between the Satan and the woman and between her seed, her offspring and Satan's offspring. And so, um, and that's the gospel. Actually, the first announcement of the gospel is that you know, God is going to send someone to destroy Satan himself. Which brings us to the next section. I'm sorry, I'm going through very fast. I'm not sure if that's okay. Yeah, but just you know, give me your impression of this book. The next section, it says Satan question mark. <laughs> and very interesting. You know, here is the author trying to get us to take God seriously, to take Jesus seriously, but also to take Satan seriously. Yeah, uh, it says here the implication is that um, the serpent, the snake in Genesis, is actually Satan. And yeah, that means uh, the same serpent that tempts uh, Eve and Adam in Genesis is actually the same uh, being of evil that tempts us and attacks us today. And there's even a reference to Revelation chapter 12, which talks about the dragon, which is another form of the Satan, and also the woman um, that that the dragon chases after. Wow, okay. So that's really cool, right? You know, um, I'm getting the impression here that the authors uh, want to give you like a full spectrum of all the themes of Jesus throughout the Bible. Because we've already seen in the beginning, Genesis. We've seen in the middle, um, the Gospel of Luke. And now we're looking at Revelation at the end. So I think what the authors of this book, Name Above All Names, is trying to do is to try to give us a picture of Jesus that runs through the entire Bible. And there's a kind of consistent theme running through there. You know, in the beginning again, the woman and the serpent in the garden. But here in Revelation, the dragon and the woman that the serpent is trying to destroy. I think here in Revelation 12, the woman is describing uh, the church or the community of God as a whole. But again, using that theme of the woman. Uh, next chapter, uh, sorry, the next section of this first chapter talks about the ongoing conflict. And yeah, there's a phrase here that says that it runs through every page of the story. That means we are meant to see this gospel, this conflict, and this promise of Jesus every page of the Bible. Isn't that something to be mindful of? I mean, so that means, you know, I have a Bible here. You know, if you look through the Bible, it's not just okay, um, here I'm reading about this and I'm reading about something else. But actually, throughout the Bible, there's actually a constant thread running through everything, a one big storyline that helps us to see Jesus better. And that's amazing. That's a very big, bold claim to make of the Bible. Um, talks about the Garden of Eden in the beginning, but also the Garden at the end uh, in Revelation chapter 21 and 22. 
uh, when the desert it turned back into a garden, it says. Okay, I'm trying to be careful not to read too much from the book. But yeah, very, very rich theological themes, very rich Bible messages that's running through this book. Um, oh, interesting. There's even a, a section, this whole section I'm reading, looking at here is about uh, John chapter 2, where Jesus changes the wine into water. Yeah, do you remember that? You know, you hear it a lot during weddings. It talks about how Jesus addresses his mom as woman. <laughs> a friend of mine preached on this recently. That's why it's fresh in my mind. But it says, why is it that Jesus addresses his own mom, Mary, as a woman you know, or a lady, that kind of thing? And I think it, again, has to do with that theme of how Jesus himself is a son of a woman, a seed of a woman. And there's that theme of how Jesus is human, and he's also a descendant of humanity. And yeah, interesting, interesting. It does say here, you know, um, commentators have found it difficult to explain this. And so it tells you the tensions and the difficulties in very honest uh, ways as well. But it helps you to see all these things and to look out for them as you read through the Bible. Okay, um, let me see how many more to read through. Okay, I'm just going to skip through. You know, next one, Jesus meets the enemy, uh, talking about how Jesus deals with the devil directly, I guess. Yeah. Um, the second Adam comes to fight. That's the next section talking about how Jesus is the new Adam. So he's not just the son of Eve, but he's actually the new humanity, the new uh, person who uh, creates this new line, I guess, um, from that old line that was of sin. This new life line is of um, life and grace and forgiveness. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, let me actually let, let me just jump to the end. Victory, and it ends with how Jesus crushes the head of the serpent. So I guess we began with how there was a promise, but in the end, there's a fulfillment of that promise. The promise was that Jesus would destroy the enemy, and at the end, it says Jesus does do this. And the question is, how? You know, how is it that Jesus destroys Satan? And he talks about. Jesus being brought to a tree. Tree, very, very cool. He describes the cross as a tree. And he talks about how the first tree um, caused, um, well, well, not didn't cause them, but was at the center of their fall, of their sin. They disobeyed God and took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But in this other tree, you know, Jesus was the obedient Adam, who then, um, through his death, you know, brought salvation and forgiveness. Uh, okay, all right. I think I might need to stop now because I can see I have problems with my video. I think it's too hot, and so my video might stop uh, very, very soon. But just to sum up, and yeah, I have reached the end. Um, here we see that what the authors are trying to do is just trying to get us to see Jesus through the Bible. Uh, the impression I get is that the authors have combed through the entire Bible to kind of like summarize it in ways that you can read it five minutes at a time and get a very, very rich picture of Jesus from Genesis all the way through Revelation. And that's, that's very deep, that's very rich, but I think that's also very fulfilling. You know, to think about Jesus, especially during this time of Christmas, to think about Jesus um, during our normal daily course of our lives. You know, how we are tempted as Adam was, and we are tempted as Jesus was, but whether we will fall the way Adam did or will we be obedient 
um, well, not not to be Jesus, but to receive, you know, the benefits and the forgiveness that comes through Jesus' obedience on the cross. And I think um, this is the kind of book that you want to read slowly and deeply together with the Bible. Uh, but it's the kind of book I saw that you can maybe keep in your shelf and take out and read and then go to your Bible. And then you can come back again as you read the next chapter and go back to your Bible. I think it encourages you to think about Jesus as you look at Scripture and to reflect on it through your daily course of life. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> um, anyway, this has been my attempt to do a book review. Very, very challenging. But in a way that helps you understand what this book is about, but it's also helpful and encouraging for you, even if you're just watching this video um, on its own. Again, uh, you can get this book now already um, and with a discount. Uh, the publishers have very kindly offered a code, I'll put it in the description, that you can use until the end of this month and get 10% off this book, but also off every book on the website. I actually tried it and it works. Uh, thanks, by the way, to the friend who already got this <laughs> before seeing this video. Uh, that's purely on trust and on friendship. Thank you for that. Uh, but again, uh, do, do check it out. Check out the, uh, the website and all the other books there. I can promise you every single book on there has been chosen very carefully and priced very, very reasonably. So I think it's very, very affordable and something that um, would be very enriching as a gift or even for yourself in your devotional life and in your reading of scripture and the Bible. Okay, with that, um, I end my very first episode of the Daily Bible Book Review Show. Thank you for watching. Thank you again to the guys at Greenhouse for sending me this book. And thanks to you. Um, uh, happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. And have a good one this season. Reflecting on Christ. Take care and God bless. Bye. Shh.